the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 99 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nawatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm 11. I'm Liam, and I'm 9. And, uh, yeah, episode 99. <laughs> it's like the <laughs> old... It's like how the old song goes, 99 episodes of Children of the Force on iTunes, 99 episodes of Children of the Force... You download one, you put it in your ears. 98 episodes of Children of the Force on iTunes. Right? And then it goes 98 episodes of Children of the Force. Yeah, and then it just keeps going. But if you get that from a thousand, that would take forever. What if you actually did it? You'd completely lose your voice and you'd probably stop breathing. And our audience. All right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, yes. But it's been a while. Yeah, ninety episode ninety eight was like what two weeks ago now, three weeks ago. Like yeah. math is weird. Um, but uh, yeah, we did not record for two weeks, so I guess that's been it'll be three weeks. I guess it's between. been a long time for some yeah. of our listeners, like Charlie out there. Oh, sorry, Charlie. Yeah, sorry, yeah, Charlie. Sorry, but we're back. You happy? So. You happy now? We're back, and uh, yeah, we've been gone a while, but uh, now you won't be so bored. So there you go. Uh, Yay. Yeah, so... Daddy joked about putting, like, the seven segments out, like, one day a week, so you could have um, (laughs) something to listen to for every day. (laughs) Just having our podcast be, like, like five minutes, and then just put it out in seven increments. Like, seven, like, seven, seven, or whatever it's called. Oh, Star Wars 7x7. Star Wars 7x7. Yeah, I mean, if you want a daily dose of Star Wars podcasts, that is uh, kid-friendly, and uh, not too long. It's like, uh, what, ten minutes usually is how long it is. Uh, Star Wars 7x7, seven seven. so it's Star yeah. Wars 7x7, seven seven, I think is the, how you type the title. You're welcome, Star Wars 7x7. Yeah. Seven. Well, you know, and it's a, it's a good it podcast. A good He's podcast. been doing yeah. it forever. Like Sundays or Saturdays, yeah, there's cool, like a trivia Mr. thing. Mr. Who did that, thousands, you're really cool. Thousands of episodes. Cool. Um, yeah, Alan Voivod, that's his name. The guy Alan's who does it. cool. Yeah, yeah. So yes, it's been a while because I switched jobs and that... Uh, I've been sick. And I've been sick. And switching jobs is stressful enough. Um, I am no longer working with the little, little kids at ECFE. Now I'm just working with elementary school kids. So uh, pre-K, kindergarten for the most part. But also um, upper class kids in in the afternoon. Which is fourth uh, and fifth and... And first, second, third graders. Right. Yes. So um, it's been fun. And... uh, this is, I'm only in my second week now, and uh, it's just been really fun to be at your school, Liam, and yeah. uh, and it's been nice that you haven't had to take the bus, and it's been it's been a good time. I was really sick last week, so even if I hadn't changed jobs, we wouldn't have recorded, probably because my voice was really bad. And the week before that, we didn't do it because we just didn't do it, and then the week... It was my last week at work. And, then the week and before, it was yeah. super stressful because I was having to say goodbye to all of the families who I work with, and, and then the week before and I was that, sad about that. It? Yeah, that was that was episode ninety eight. Yeah, but uh, but now you know the the change has happened. I'm feeling pretty good this week, and uh, and I'm we're ready to get back back in the game, back in the podcast game. So yeah, one of the funny things about working uh, in an elementary school with like four uh, four and five year olds is, you know, a lot of them are Star Wars fans, or at least they know Star Wars, and they, they kind of like 
they like Star Wars. I don't know how much they've seen of it. Um, and I'm I'm a you person who Rebels. I'm someone who always wears like T-shirts with hoodies over them, and uh, and it's been kind of a game with my uh, four and five year old students that they. Uh, they ask me what Star Wars shirt I have on today, or if I have one on, right? So I'll unzip my hoodie and I'll be like, oh yeah, look at that, there's another Star Wars shirt, you know? <laughs> and uh, I didn't That's wear one today because I wanted to kind of mix it up and, and I didn't want them to assume that I always wear a Star Wars shirt. Yeah. Um, but then they didn't ask today, so <laughs> so chances wow. are I'll wear one tomorrow and then they'll ask and then, sure enough, it'll be my BB-8 shirt probably because kids love BB-8. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's been kind of fun. I you just have so many Star love, Wars shirts. I do have quite a bit. I have like two, and he has like. I no, have, I have like five. Yeah, you, do. Has, you like, do. You do have quite a bit. Lots. I do. I have like 12, maybe 14, <laughs> yeah. something like that. So. so, like, definitely one for each week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. One for each day of the week. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Definitely. Um, so, before we get to Star Warsy stuff, I wanted to give a belated Mazel Tov to our listener and patron Jonah on his bar mitzvah. And also, we have emails from uh, Nick and Amos that we're going to get to, uh, but they kind of fit in better later in the show, so we'll get to Amos's email during the question and answer council, and uh, Nick's email when we talk about Rebels. Uh, but for now, let's go over to Star Wars-y stuff that we've been up to, and uh, we watched that Force of Sound, The Force of Sound, which is a ABC mini documentary, like a half an hour long or it's so. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I'm what? never going to think about that that one scene in Canto Bite ever the same again <laughs> once I've heard that. Yeah, so it's yeah. about how they made a lot of the sounds, right? Uh-huh. And which, which part of that scene, which scene are you talking about? Like, which sounds? The one um, where that little person... The little alien oh, thing yes, yes, comes yes, yes, over yes, yes. to BB-8, and he tries to put the coins in him because he looks like the things that you put the coins in. And then he spin the wheel thing. Uh huh. And we saw like each of the sounds individually. Yeah. And it was really weird. It was so cool. <laughs> Dabuske, I believe that guy's name is. There were like a hundred wow, soundtracks. That shows just how much going geek you are, Daddy. There like, were a bunch of sound effects. Yeah. Like there was the background. There was BB-8 rolling. Mm-hmm. There was BB-8 talking. Yeah. There was just. Uh, the the Star Wars geek name Devuske Devuske or whatever. I'm pretty sure his um, just a sound he makes, yeah. and then also his voice mm-hmm. and his burp. Yeah. So, oh yeah. So Devuske is burp. voiced voiced by Mark Hamill. Oh really? So that's why I know his name because that's oh. kind of a big deal. So. But it's um, still Star Wars geek it. thing though. Well, sure. <laughs> Yeah, so so we also watched the. I mean, since we've recorded, we watched the whole second half of Rebels, season four, the end of Rebels, sure. uh, and we are going to talk about that at the end of the show. We're going to kind of go over those episodes just a little bit and talk about how we felt about the end of Rebels, but we're not going to do it right now because you know some people may not have seen them yet, and we want to save that till the end so that you can listen to the rest of this episode. Um, without spoilers. So let's move on to something else. Liam, you and I are on the second book of the Servants of the Empire series by Jason Fry. Yeah, we are. What do you think about that series so far? It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is really good. So uh, good. I want to try. I want to try reading it. Yeah, because it's not just about Zare Leonis from Rebels, but it's also about Marie and his about... His sister? No, Marie's his friend oh. who becomes, well... 
girlfriend. Girlfriend. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, but <laughs> not that big of a deal. Um, and yeah, then, and it's um, about his sister, and yeah, and just... his sister Dara. You know, Dara, the person who she, he believes gets taken away. Oh yeah, uh-huh. name by, I don't know Rebels. her name, but I so, knew that I was her sister. And, yeah, because yeah. they were. That's what he was doing at the academy. He was trying to figure out what happened to his sister. Right. So. Yeah, it's a it's a great series, and uh, yeah. Um, it's kind of fun to see from an Imperial point of view, even though, you know, Zare is not, he doesn't want to be an Imperial, but then he finds himself like caring about the people he's with because of course they're just people, right? Yeah. Speaking of, uh, Jason Fry, uh, I am reading the last Jedi novelization, which is written by Jason Fry and is amazing. It is so good. Like, I, as far as movie novelizations go, and I've read uh, all of them, actually. I've read all of them for Star Wars. Um, This is, well, actually, you know, I take that back. I still haven't read Revenge Revenge of the Sith, which I hear is the best one. Like, it's so good. And I have not read that one, although I read the very beginning of it, and it just didn't, I don't know, it didn't sit really well with me, but maybe I just didn't get into it enough. That's probably, like, that's like how um, I did with The Phantom Menace. Yeah. I didn't sit well with me. I was mm. confused about it. It was a little bit different. Then, too different. Yeah, it's yeah. too different for me. So, I just didn't finish reading it. Yeah. Like, the Force Awakens novelization, I did not I did not like that much. I mean, it was okay. It was fine. It didn't blow me away. But this one has so much new stuff, so much additional content. Like Hans? Like Hans' funeral, <laughs> which we're going to talk about later in the episode. Um <sighs> And these are not spoilery things, really, because you know what happens in The Last Jedi. It's just there's some extra stuff in this book that kind of fills it out. Uh, Poe's X-Wing. Oh, and if you don't, you should watch it. (laughs) If you haven't seen The Last Jedi yet. And you haven't to all these podcasts, you you should probably probably watch watch it. Yeah, you should probably watch it. I mean, not like we send any spoilers or anything, but you should probably watch it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Luke dies. Yeah, so, <laughs> he's just completely peaceful death. Yeah, you know, you know, if you're listening to this, you should have seen it by now. So Leia does not die. <laughs> she, she almost dies. dies she goes out into space and then he forces her way back. It's awesome. Yeah, it <laughs> is really cool. But yes, yeah. So one thing I was wanting to say is uh, Poe's X-wing, Black One, is the name of the X-wing, is almost like a character in the movie. Like there's a, there's a scene where BB eight is, is like thinking, first of all, you see things from BB eight's perspective in this movie. Like BB eight is the point of view character. And he is thinking about things. Wow. That's super cool. So that's cool in itself. Wait, in the book? In the book. You you keep on saying in the movie. Oh, sorry. In the like, sorry, like sorry. You said in the, before that too. Did I say that before? X-Men okay. With someone in the movie. Oh, sorry. In the book. Yes. I fi- I feel like I'm watching the movie again when I read the book. Um. Yes, of course. I mean, in the book. So just go back and uh, all change the, all of that in, the in your mind. Too, in um. The yes. So in the book, uh, BB-8 is a point of view character, and he is thinking about how difficult black one is being and black one like asks questions about two bb8 basically like they communicate and then you know we kind of we've seen this we've heard it you know c3po has talked uh has said to han solo like um your you know the falcon speaks this weird dialect you know like um 
So we kind Maybe of, we've heard, yeah, and yeah, Empire Strikes Back, I think. Um, so we have heard of ships having kind of like this sort of central brain that ends up sort of having somewhat of a personality. So it's super cool that, you know, Black One is one of those things. Um, we also see from the point of view of Akbar in this and, oh, cool. and just a bunch of different characters. It's really, it's really, really great book. Um, I think if you like The Last Jedi, you will like this book and... Um, I'm planning on reading it. Yeah, good. Good. Uh, we can put it on your Nook app on the Kindle. So, it's been a few weeks, and we have, of course, talked about Star Wars in this time. You know, Usually, when we record every week, we're just like, oh, well, I'll just save my Star Wars conversation until when we record. But uh, because I knew we were going to be off for a couple of weeks, I'd talk to you kids about it, and... We were talking in the car, Anna, about our favorite movies within trilogies. Favorite yeah. prequel movie, favorite. And you were saying something about The Force Awakens versus The Last Jedi, and then you said something about how you should have said that on the podcast. Can you remember what that was? Yeah. So, um, I was talking about, like, how um, The Force Awakens was more of, like, an introductory story, and, like... It was, like, a really interesting story, and it had a lot of time to, like... My voice is a little... That's okay. Weird. Yeah. I don't know why. It's all right. But, um... So, basically, what I was saying was that The Last Jedi was really, really packed, and it didn't give you much time to think about what had happened, but then, um, The Force Awakens was more of a introductory story and it gave you a lot of time to think about what happened mm -hmm. and it had a lot of just like moments like where like when ray at the very end when ray's just walking up it gives you a lot of time to like think about the movie yeah. and what's happened in the movie and stuff and i feel like the last jedi doesn't do that as much anyways i basically just said that all the car and then afterwards <laughs> i was just like oh shoot i should have said that on the podcast <laughs> right so and I think the point of the, why you were saying that is you were talking about how you couldn't decide right between the two because they were so on, different, you said. Yeah. Like, so different. And that's why you thought they were so different. And then I think I decided on The Force Awakens, yeah, I think you but did. Yeah. I haven't had that much, like, experience with The Last Jedi yet. Sure. So... Yeah, we've only seen it three times. We're going to be able to see it uh, um, for a fourth time in just a couple of weeks. Soon, because we pre-ordered it. March twenty seventh is when it comes you've out on Blu-ray. You've pre-ordered it, it right? I'm I'm not going to pre-order it actually because what? <laughs> what? This what is do like you the first Star Wars movie that we've not no. pre-ordered. Okay, here's the thing. Here's what's happened in the past. I pre-order on Target. Right, because I want to get the Target exclusive, or just because I want to get 5% off because I have a Target card. Copyright Target. Shop at Target. Target, for all your shopping get needs. Um, <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. Target so, is pretty good. Yeah, it's got everything you need. Then yeah. <laughs> so, go to Target, it's awesome. Go to, oh my gosh, we are not getting paid by Target. We should not be advertising for Target. Okay, okay. just cut that out. Target, Target, Target. <laughs> okay, so... Target's awesome! <laughs> no! So, Go get there. Anyway, what happens? What happens is I what happens is I pre-order it and then it comes in the mail, but it always comes like a day or two after the day it actually comes out. So why don't we just pick it up on the way home from school on March twenty seventh? 
why pre-order it? I could just go to the store and get it. Ah, true. I mean, it's not going to change anything. Do, 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 daddy. Do, do, do. There we go. So just that's what we're going to do. Just stop at Target. <laughs> Target. Yeah. Everything you need. We'll just do a quick trip to Target on the way home. Hey, they have drive-up service now, did you hear? You can order online and say when you're going to arrive, and they'll just bring it out to we're you. We're not joking. Target is awesome. Oh my lord. This oh. is really weird, but literally, Target is good. You should shop there. Last Star Warsy thing that's not Star Warsy. We're still working through the Marvel movies. We just started we just started watching The Winter Soldier, which is as I think uh, the most adult of all the Marvel movies. Um little little brutal at times but uh, and pretty pretty serious very serious movie i mean it has humor but it's very serious um just the violence is sometimes it's it's very real um you know not a uh, comic booky right but uh you know i think you kids can handle it so we're going through it and we just started that one so yeah yeah and that was not the last Star Wars thing that's not really a non Star Wars thing. Oh, that's right. Um, the Greatest Showman. Oh. We've never watched it. So the kids. But we've been listening to the music, and all of the music has been stuck in my head all day. I, I've seriously been never able to get it out. And right now, I have The Greatest Show, show stuck in my head. I'm serious. This is me. The never Greatest done. Show. I've been other thing, side. Like singing Tyrell. that in my head this entire podcast mm-hmm. and then like half the time mm-hmm. at school i had the other side stuck yeah, in my head yeah. and then i had come alive stuck in my head right. that one's so awesome to dance to uh, okay. yes so you are a fan of the greatest <laughs> showman As bad okay. <laughs> come alive okay yes it's awesome so. but, but if don't don't send us anything about like the movie because we haven't seen the movie yet we just listen to the music uh-huh. we, we need to watch it yeah so yet yeah. another thing we haven't seen but the soundtrack to it is running through our heads and our dreams. So thank you for that, kids. Uh, I have a million dreams about it. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Oh my gosh, that's a song. It's uh, called a million. Dreams. No, I, I gathered that. I gathered yeah, but that. but he's telling like our, yeah, our, no, our dear it. listeners. Our okay. Dear, <laughs> you may get this even if you have our babies. <laughs> get it from the Starry <laughs> Show. That was going so really it, far, but I got it. <laughs> So many, oh, stay on target. How has Target not used that as like a thing when it they're should. marketing for Star I can't Wars believe toys? That actually doesn't use yeah, that. Yeah, interesting. Stay at that Target. Stay sense. at Target. Okay. Go target. at Target. You okay. go at Target. Yum! Ice breakers. Oh. Nerf guns. Ice actually... breakers. Barbie dolls. <laughs> Bikes. I got a new it's amazing. <laughs> Books, shopping, clothes, groceries. Groceries. <laughs> Why we're laughing at that? Stay at Daddy's just sighing. 
And the last non-Star Warsy thing, which I just just did last night, and I forgot to tell you kids about this today, uh, I just subscribed to Popular Science Magazine, which is not really Star Warsy at all, but it's about science. And it's every issue is about like a different thing. And I think the one that we're going to get in the mail first is about intelligence. So it talks about like how do we measure intelligence? What is intelligence? Uh other other animals, non-human animals who have like intelligence, like crows can solve puzzles that five-year-olds can't. Really? Uh, things like that. Yeah, some really cool stuff. Anyway, I loved popular science when I was a kid. I loved looking through and and learning about how how a, a bomb works. You know, like uh, how uh, what? also how like what are the new cars going to look like twenty years from now? You know, stuff like that. So um, just Wait, a did really you look at them when you were a kid. Yeah, I did. I so looked. Oh yeah, I would they, read. Do they look how you how those books said they look? No, some some cars do. There are cars driving around right now on the roads that when I was a kid, and I saw pictures of them, I said that looks like a future car. That looks like something that is from a science fiction show, you know. And usually it's like really round, like rounded cars. Because when I was a kid, everything was kind of boxy angles, you know. Oh, and so kind like of like a bunch of jeeps. You know, something like, uh, yeah, well, no, I mean, they were cars, but know, something but like a jeepy. like a Prius, like that kind of car, the way it's, like, big in the back and that kind of goes to a, a I, point, you know, sorry, in the front. Sorry, I don't know my car ran. Okay, that's okay. Um, or car types. That kind of thing looked very futuristic when I was a kid. Anyway, popular science. I'm so looking forward to getting the first issue because it's just, it's just a lot of great information. I think you kids are going to love looking through them. Yeah. Really good photos and everything, too, so... All right, well, let's head on over to the news. All right, so I think the biggest thing that has come out since the last time we recorded is uh, just a few days ago, it was announced that John Favreau is going to be executive producing and writing a live action Star Wars series, which is going to be on Disflix. Copyright Liam 2018. I called it. Yeah, you named it Dislux. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, There is no name. Is that actually what it's called? No, there is no name for this streaming service yet. I don't think they'll call it Dislux because it's going to be, like, Netflix is going to be like, no, you can't call it that. Um, Probably. But I still really like that name, so that's what I'm going to call it until they name it. Um, So it's going to be on Dislux, and uh, this streaming platform is going to have other original contents, like, you know, a Marvel television show, probably. They're going to have... All of the Star Wars movies are going to be on there. All of the old Star Wars shows, like, um, uh, you know, like Rebels and Clone Wars. Uh, maybe even the really old Star Wars stuff, like Droids and Ewoks. Those old cartoons that were on when I was a kid. What that cartoons? would be awesome. Droids and Ewoks. That's what it was called? There was a cartoon called Droids, and there's a cartoon called Ewoks. Oh, yeah. okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, maybe Not the droids. old uh, Ewok movies. Yeah. Uh... There was a couple oh. Ewok made-for-TV movies. the Star Wars Christmas special? The Star Wars Christmas special will not be on there, I don't think. Anyway, uh. so... So, yeah, so this is the new live-action series that is coming. It's happening, finally. A live-action Star Wars television show. Awesome. I mean, this has been talked about since, since George Lucas started making the prequels. I, I believe when Attack of the Clones came out is when he said, you know, we're going to have a live-action television show, too. And... It's been talked about since then, and it's wow. finally happening. It took Disney buying Lucasfilm to make it happen, apparently, um, 
and it'll only be on the streaming service, which we're going to get. We're just going to... Uh, I'm just glad that... I'm sort of glad that they bought Lucasfilm. Yeah. Because then they'll actually be on Disflix instead of just, like, not being on Disflix. And also, if hmm. they didn't buy Lucasfilm, who would? Happen. Who would? Well, I mean, yeah, Lucas would still own it. And, you know, George Lucas was planning on making more movies before Disney bought Lucasfilm. But he, he was, he was, he was was in the, he was in the planning stages of making episode seven. Was it the same? Um, I think he had some very similar ideas for how the story was going to go, but not exactly the same. Uh, anyway, Kathleen Kennedy says, John brings the perfect mix of producing and writing talent combined with a fluency in the Star Wars universe. This series will allow John the chance to work with a diverse group of writers and directors and give Lucasfilm the opportunity to build a robust talent base. So that helps some. I mean, because we know from just looking, we know who John Favreau is. He's happy in Iron Man. Uh, He's a white guy. We know that. Um, And it's another white guy in charge of another Disney Star Wars project, and we want more diversity behind the scenes in uh, addition to in front of the camera, right? So... We want person who did, um... A Wrinkle in Time time to direct the Star Wars movie. You're cool! Well, and we haven't seen Wrinkle in Time yet. It is out, but I'm just calling other people cool today. Yeah? Because that's what I get to do. All right. Kind of like how uh, Andy Gutierrez goes... My baby. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I call them cool. I would, I would really like to see the director of Black Panther also. Oh! Yes. Yep. Um, <laughs> he would be great. Uh, yeah. But it's high time that a woman and or a person of color gets to helm a Star Wars project, right? Like, it's the be Helm means they're the oh, ones who are, you know, driving the boat. Oh. That's what, I, you know, the helm is like the, the wheel on a boat, right? Mm-hmm. But building a robust talent base, you know, building this this base of people who have worked on Star Wars is a good way to do that, um, you know, and Kathleen Kennedy says that it's going to allow, you know, John Favreau will have the chance to work with a diverse group of writers and directors to build, and then those people might be able to go on to make movies, right? Right? And maybe they'll become in charge of, of other projects. Now, I think that the idea that that has to happen, that that's kind of like playing it safe, is wrong. Because it assumes that, you know, white white men are creators who are a safe bet, right? And then they they need to help other people get started. And then those people can take the reins after that, right? Like, that's kind of what the feeling that I get. And that's wrong. You know? There's no... There's no... uh, there's no reason that someone like Ava DuVernay or uh, Ryan Coogler, yeah. uh, who did, did uh, Black He's Panther, cool. <laughs> cool, right? There you go. There's your totally. there's your catchphrase again. Yeah. Um, catchphrase. Why they couldn't do it? So anyway, I think I think John Favreau is you know he's made some good stuff. I thought Lion King was pretty good. He directed not, Lion or not? King. I mean, oh, actually, he is directing Lion King, but I meant to say Jungle Book. Uh, Wait, the live Lion action King? Jungle Book. There's gonna be a live action. Yeah, he's Lion yeah King. he's doing the new live action Lion King also. Oh my gosh. Yep. yep. So. But yes, Jungle Book was 
good. That was yeah, good. yeah. That was really good. Yeah. Um, it was sad. So, and John Favreau said, "If you told me at eleven years old that I would be getting to tell stories in the Star Wars universe, I wouldn't have believed you." I don't either. I can't wait to embark upon this exciting adventure, Anna. What if someone said to you that you're going to get to make a Star Wars story someday? I said, unless you're from the future and there's technology in there, then no, no way. <laughs> you would say like, that. Like, if there's technology in there that can, like, make you transport back in time and tell me, mm. then no, no way. Then you don't believe them? Yeah. I see. <laughs> How about you, Liam? Do you ever want to be involved with making Star Wars? Is that something that you've ever thought about? Yeah. Yeah, you have thought about it? What would you do? Would you be someone who writes the story or someone who, you know, makes Star Wars comics? Or would you be an actor? Would a director? What would you be? Actor. An actor? Yeah? Cool. I think I'd be good at that. You think you'd be good at it? How about you, Anna? What would you want to do if you did something in Star Wars? I'd probably want to be, like, a sound designer because that sounded... That was mm. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, or I guess I'd like to be, like, a, have, like, a small part in it. Mm. Yeah. An acting part? Yeah. Yeah. Not the not the lead role, though? Right. Really? I like to be, like, maybe, like, Maz Kanata in mm. The Force Awakens. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, so, yeah, here's the confirmation, right, that we have a live-action television show coming up. What That's else do we have coming up? a lot of confirmation. Yep. Here's, here's the things we have coming nine, up. Episode yeah, 9, Ryan Johnson Trilogy, Game of Thrones Guys movie series. I'm just saying what Daddy wrote down. Uh, John Favreau television series. Favreau. Favreau television series. And Dave Baloney is working on something. Yeah, we know. He but did say there is something. that is a lot yep. of confirmation for a lot of Star Wars. That's quite a bit of Star so Wars. So exciting. And there's and, a lot more that we books. can assume. The books, right? too. Oh, of course, books and comics and everything. Yeah. And we can assume that there's a lot more, but this is, like, concrete confirmation. We I'm know for a fact do, this is happening. I'm kind of going to do something like episode one or episode zero. If we did all the books, our list would be, like, this tall. <laughs> Your list would be ha- this tall? Yeah. That's huge. <laughs> <laughs> Like, really are, like, um, <laughs> let's check. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, okay. You, how many it's feet? It's about three feet. Three of, Liam, <laughs> three of Liam's feet, you mean? Yeah. So Michael K. Williams has talked a bit about who his character was going to be in Solo, uh, and his character's name was going to be Dryden Voss. And we know that name because that is the name of the character played by Paul Bettany. Right? We we learned that last month. How so two people playing the same person. So so Michael K. Williams couldn't come back for reshoots. He couldn't when when the directors changed and Ron Howard came in. He needed to shoot new scenes because things had changed, and Michael K. Williams couldn't come back. He wasn't able to do it. So then Ron Howard hired Paul Bettany and said, "You're Dryden Voss now," That's and so sad. and we're going to reshoot all of the scenes with Dryden Voss in it. It That's is sad. So sad. Very sad for Michael K. Williams, yeah. And he, he felt really bummed that about it, but that was just so the way the way it went. He did this radio heart wrenching for me. Like yeah. thinking oh, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm gonna be in a Star Wars movie. This is mm-hmm. so amazing. Right. And it's like but I thought I was gonna be in it. I know. That's so did sad. He get out? No, he didn't get kicked out. He just wasn't That's able to come so back to shoot the other scenes they needed him to shoot, did so they decide to not come back. Um 
Well, he was he was shooting a different movie. He had other commitments. It just just didn't work out. It happens, you know. Um, and you know he's he's a guy. He gets work. He's he's a a well known actor, and he'll be okay. <laughs> um, but he sounded pretty bummed about it. But still, so he was going to play a motion capture character. Uh, but but Paul Bettany is playing as himself. He'll be himself as a human, right? But uh, Dryden Voss was going to be a motion capture character, and uh, Michael K. Williams says that this character was half mountain lion, half human. I want to see this guy. We don't know what he looks like. We don't. You mean you want to see what Dryden Voss would have looked yep. like? Well, that'll be in the art of Solo, <laughs> right? Yep. Because they're going to do a lot of that concept art stuff, right? So we'll get to see what he would have looked like in that book, hopefully. Uh, Almost positive. Williams also said that the character was going to be really old and really sophisticated and quite wealthy. So the kind of one of those what would have been in Solo. Um, but, you know, we're going to get a different movie than what originally was planned. So hopefully, I mean, hopefully it's going to be great and it might not be too different, but it'll be different. Maybe better. Maybe better. Um, I'm assuming better. Otherwise they wouldn't have made that change right True. so so um Hopefully better the last bit of news here before we uh look at ron howard's twitter is a flyover video of the construction of galaxy's edge <gasps> so they are okay, making I'm gonna see this. galaxy's right. edge Let's yeah, see this. at disneyland and disney world uh, they're making the huge park where you can Come walk on, in Daddy, and walk let's just around. Watch it. You're taking too long. <laughs> so, so uh, we'll we'll go away Dad. for a little bit. We'll watch the video and then we'll come back. Okay. So bye you, bye. Kids, you kids really want to watch the video? We're gonna watch it. We'll talk about it when we come yeah. back. I mean, whoa! What? I know. I need to live in one of those houses, like way over off the side. How? Whoa. It's ginormous. It is a city. They're gonna make it be like that. Yep. Oh my. Uh, oh my. I don't want to look so at. So I am in heaven. Back. You will be. So yeah. I'm so what? What? What do you kids think? That was think? awesome. So, wow, there's a Millennium Falcon. I mean, it is... How are they just going to make a lake? It's going... Oh, there will be water there. They'll do it. It's going to be like you're on an alien planet. I mean, they're building Bro. these huge rock structures. Like, <laughs> they're building them as big as an actual rock structure would be. You know, like mountains. Yeah. You know, like it's... it's it is... Crazy. So cool. We're, we're, we have to go and, to this. I mean, yeah, our plan is yeah. to go. It's opening in 2019. We're hoping it's going to line up. You know, I, we, we aren't going to go to Disneyland or Disney World unless this is open and we can go to it. Yeah. So if Star Wars Celebration happens before this is open, we just won't go to Celebration. I mean, this this is the thing we're going to go for. Yeah. And this is the thing we're going to focus on. And honestly... Like, I really want to go to Star Wars Celebration, but... I also really want to go to Disneyland and Harry Potter Land, but this... This is... If we don't have any time to do any of the other stuff, I don't care. This will be enough. Yeah. 
The hotel, I don't think, is shown here. There is going to be the hotel, uh, where it's like you're on a starship and you look out windows and and uh, you see stars going by. Um, it's not going to be in the park. It's going to be separate from the park, but you will have transportation to the park that will make you feel like you never leave Star Wars. Awesome. Pretty cool. Um, like so. Yeah. What? Like a hover train? Uh, yeah, kind yep. of underground? Something, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Underground thing, maybe, that makes you feel like you're flying through space instead. Because of, like, all the windows are going to be oh showing gosh. planets flying by or something. I don't know. It's amazing. Oh, it's going to be so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. It's going to be so cool. Yes! <laughs> so excited! <laughs> All right. Well, it's been a while since Ron Howard has shared something on Twitter, Twitter or Instagram, Instagram. But uh, but he has. Ron Howard shared stuff on Twitter and Instagram. So Ron Howard said uh, they're at Abbey Road Studios, which is the name of the studios in London. Exciting day as full orchestra begins recording Solo A Star Wars Story. Great score under John Powell, including a new Han Solo theme by John Williams. So there's a shot of the orchestra practicing. What do you think the Han Solo is going to That's Solo's theme? Yep. That's Leia's theme. We should zoom in on it, and so I can read the notes on my piano, and then I can play it and know what the Han Solo main theme would sound like. That is a great idea, but guess what? They whited out every single sheet yeah, of music there. They did. <laughs> yep, you cannot see any music, because they won't show you. Right. Yeah. Okay, let's head on over to Canon News. The Canon News song, yeah, the Canon News song, yeah. Okay, two items in canon news today. Two things from The Last Jedi novelization. Uh, two of the ancient Jedi texts have names now, thanks to this book. There is the... Ayanamaka. Uh, Ayanamaka, that's what it looks like. Ayanamaka, Ayanamaka. And the Ramagan. Ramagan. Ramagan? Ramagan. The Ramagan. Probably Ramagan and Ayanamaka. Yeah, Ramagan and Anamika. There we go. Cool so, words. Uh, so, yeah, cool words. Uh, so Luke listed those two, and then he said, and a dozen other mystic-sounding made-up names. Oh, wow. <laughs> he of really course. doesn't uh, really doesn't like those books, but he can't bring himself to burn them either. Um, yeah, so that's pretty interesting. Says? Page turners, they are not. <laughs> Luke says that. A dozen other mystic-sounding made-up names. He says that too, Ray. So, also from The Last Jedi novelization, at Han Solo's funeral, there's a a line that Leia says that I really like, and I'm just going to read it here. Or Anna, do you want to read it? Do you want to be Leia? Where is it? I once told Han that it was tiresome watching him do the right thing only after he'd exhausted every alternative. But sooner or later, he'd get there. Because Han hated bullies and injustice and cruelty. And when confronted with them, he could never stand down. Not in his youth on Corellia, not above Yavin, not on Endor, and not at Starkiller Base. 
All right. So in addition to that being a really heartfelt and moving line from Leia, it also tells us a bit about who Han Solo was growing up. Right? And what kind of person we might see in Solo in May. Hated bullies and Han, injustice. Yeah, he, he's always hated bullies and injustice. He never was a bully who who changed his ways, right? And he could never stand down he to could, bullies and injustice and cruelty mm-hmm. and his youth on Corellia. Right, exactly. So and we're going to there see, were some bullies. Right. And we're going to see his youth on Corellia, right? Mm-hmm. Or some of it. Um so that's pretty cool, um, and I like that little, you know, Jason Fry knows what he's doing. <laughs> he, he puts those little seeds down, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, really cool. One thing that I didn't even write down, but I just thought about from this book, because this book has moments where they just stick with you. It's so well done. She is, she places, at the funeral, she places this little carved wooden statue that Han made for her, um, on Endor. He, he carved this statue for her. It was supposed to be of her, but she thought it looked, she said, is this supposed to be of an Ewok? Right. (laughs) So he felt so bad and he felt kind of bad about it. So he never really told her that it was supposed to be for her. I think she figured it out later. Right. And she kept it with her always. And she placed it down, uh, at this, you know, random spot that they selected to be a marker for him for his funeral on Dakar. And it just reminds me of the Japur snippet. It reminds me of the what? of that that Anakin gave Padme. Oh yeah. That she had at her funeral mm-hmm. on her chest. And it reminds me of and it reminds me of Rose's, you know, pendant. Yeah. You know, and just these things that um, little symbols that we take with us, Han's dice, you know. Yeah. 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 Just so good. Oh, it's such a good book. <laughs> Does it make you sad, bud? Oh, it makes you wonder, like, what, you know, what things... <laughs> no, let's not go down these sad roads. Let's not go down the sad roads. Let's well, go Let's go have a joke. Gonna say? Let's go have a yeah. joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. <laughs> How does a Star Destroyer plow fields? It destroys them by blowing them up <laughs> with its tractor beam. <laughs> that Come on, that's is pretty a good. really good one. <laughs> Let's head on over to the question and answer council. The question and answer council, where we ask questions and answer them. It's the question and answer council. It's the question and answer council. Amos has a question for us. Amos sent us an email. He says, hi, children of the force. This is Amos, and I like to listen to your podcast a lot. I have a question for the question and answer council. His question is, do you hear a difference in when they jump or exit hyperspace in Rebels compared to the rest of the movies? If so, which do you like the best? Which sound? So do you notice this in, in Rebels no. when they jump, when you see them come out of hyperspace or go into hyperspace, that the sound is different from how it is in the movies? Nope. No, you never noticed that? Did you ever notice, Liam? Uh, no, can we have a comparison? You know, I wish, I looked last night, I, I didn't have a ton, like I know, I didn't have a ton of time to... Uh, to plan this, and I wish I, I could have f- 
found the actual sound. Maybe um, we can do it last ne- next podcast. Mm, yeah, maybe, maybe. I I do know I do hear the difference, Amos, and the the rebels sound is more of a kung, you know, because like you'll see space where no one's here, when no one's there at all, and then you'll just hear this kung kind of, and it exits really fast, right? And then when they go too, it's just like you know, it's like super fast. Um, and in the movies, it's more of a zoom, you know. And then a zoom when they come out. I think right? I kind like of those? probably like the movies better than. Mm, yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I hear difference and rebels. I mean. Movies, movies, movies. and it says movies. Good. I'm gonna say. Ouch. I don't know. I don't know. I think rebels makes more sense um, because it, when they exit, it's it's not like this slow, you know, volume or not uh, velocity decrease, it's like they just exit like that. Right, but I thought they'd be, like, getting the power up. Yeah, and and that is kind of, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure which one I like better. Amos says he likes the Rebels one better, and I really do like how it sounds in Rebels, so I I might be on his side there. But uh, if I if I can think of it, I'll try to uh, I'll try to get examples and we can listen to them next episode. Okay. Maybe uh, our what's that sound segment yeah. will have those those uh, have those in there, and then I can look up and the sound of Star Wars and see if I can figure out how they made that original sound. I probably won't know how they made the Rebel sound, but at least we can talk about the original sound and how they made it. Well, thank you so much, Amos, for that question. And, uh, yeah, if anyone else has any questions, email them to us. Uh, we especially love questions for the Question and Answer Council. So, Amos, if you have any more, by all means, fire at will. So, oh, wow. you may fire emails at us when ready. All right, well, we have some time left here at the end to talk about Rebels. <gasps> about the end of Rebels. If you don't want to be spoiled... Now's the time to check out. There's not going to be much more at the end of the episode beyond that. So, uh, But, you know, here we are, talking about Rebels. So, the first week, we had Jedi Knight and Doom. So, usually, I, I end up watching these episodes first, and then and then I watch them with you kids. But I decided for all these last episodes, because I knew some heavy stuff was going to happen, but also I wanted to kind of experience it with you instead of, like, watching how you experience it. Uh, I did not watch them first. So, Jedi Knight, I did not know that Kanan was going to die. Um, We would have watched it anyway. So, you know, it's not like... I'd never watched them first to see if it was okay for you to watch them. I just couldn't wait until the next day. (laughs) And they were released so late at night that I would watch them. And then, you know... And then I'd watch them again with you guys. But but I just... I, I waited. And... And, you know, they save Hera, and then Kanan dies, and sad. it was super sad. It was. It was super sad. Die. And then... Forcing but fire. But he saved, he forced fire, and he saved Because there was friends. an explosion, and he forced all the fire away, yeah. and then they went away, and then he let go. Boom. So yeah. peaceful. And his eyes turned back to normal. Yeah. It's awesome. Pretty amazing. It's beautiful. It it was I beautiful in a very that. sad way, that. right? It was yeah. beautiful. What? And he this he mean. he sacrificed himself to save his friends. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he 
pretty much knew that was going to happen. You yeah. know? But he did it anyway because he, he said, knew that's how. I understand how... what I need to do. At the very end of that episode, I had mm. no idea what that meant. Yeah. Even when I was watching that, I couldn't register in my brain that that was what he meant when he said that. Mm-hmm. Like, I barely even registered that until now. What? What do you mean? You know, at the last episode of the first half, he's yeah. talking to the wolf wolf and he's like, I know what I need to do. Mm-hmm. He needs to die. In yeah. order to save his friends. Yeah. I need to jump in there, force the explosion. Right. Well, Bye. I think, I don't know if he knew exactly how it was going to happen, but he had yeah. this sense that if he went to go save Hera, He's gonna die. this would He's happen. He's going to die, but well, it's died. a good thing. He died. Uh, what? I mean, like, well, just wait. Like, they completed completed really their mission. Mm. It's a very good thing. Well, that was really great too. The way their mission exactly. was completed, the uh, sort of right, the the shutting down the tie defender mm-hmm. factories, you know. Um, so then in Doom, the next episode after that, we get to see how the Ghost Crew how they grieve, mm-hmm. and they're each grieving in their own way, right? Sabine and Sabine and Zeb are Zeb kind of like, let's go get them. Yep, and then Hera's just like Hera's Hera just devastated. Yeah. Chopper, Ezra and just Chopper, kind of they hold hands. Ezra's and Chopper lost. and Hera are just holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> it was so oh, sad. So oh my sweet. gosh! Yeah, it was very sweet and sad. Um, one thing that Hera says is. Uh, I shouldn't have wa- I shouldn't have waited to tell him. And at the time, we all thought she meant I shouldn't have waited to tell him that I love him. Yeah. But now that we know oh. what we know, I think she probably meant I shouldn't have waited to tell him that I was pregnant. Oh my god. Cuz he didn't know. Yes. Yeah. So we have the big wolf too, who is sort of. But I don't understand of... how they like say "I love you" after that. Like that's kind of weird. Well, that's in my opinion. Like, well, it's kind of just like at you first know, relationships are different and complex, and I know, it's and, complex. Usually, you know, the "I love you" comes first. Um, it can, but I, saying it sometimes is is the most important part of a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like. Like you and Ma- mommy always tell you, you you love me like every single night, pretty much. Yes, um, in a romantic relationship, it's different. Mm-hmm. What to say? You know, I it's know. a bigger. It's it's it's. So it's a lot bigger thing. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to say it's bigger, right? But when you're just starting to big. get right, when you are when you're dating someone or you're you're getting to know somebody and you love them romantically you might love them for quite a while before you say it because saying it makes it very real and makes it seem like it's permanent almost right which of course it's not many times so so yes and and you know we don't know biology in star wars we don't you know um True. you know there's there's no i i i don't know what a puberty talk looks like for a uh for a twi'lek Right. Um, you know, <laughs> but we uh, we kind of assume things work s- similarly. So yeah, we kind of assume like, that Hera got pregnant in the way that people get pregnant in our own world. Espe- and yeah, especially because, like, how else, like, would they have a baby? 
Sure, like, exactly. So, um, how else would that happen? You know, and this is something. It, it's a kids show, but it's also it. It doesn't talk down to kids, and I don't Maybe either. Maybe they didn't, you know. And then Kanan just kind of just forced the baby into her. Oh wow! I don't think so. He just used the force with the force and made a baby. I doubt. I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't think that would have happened, Liam. Um, yeah. So, but um, but yeah, like Dave Filoni says, we you know th- this is a show that uh, never talked down to kids. You know, it didn't. It didn't. Uh, it knows that kids can handle things, right? So kids can handle the idea of of Kanan and Hera having a baby. You can handle that. You know, I mean, you were a baby, right? Exactly. Everybody was a baby. So, but kids know how babies are, are made usually, and they can assume that that's how it happened with Kanan and Hera, and that's okay. Uh, so then we get um, wolves and a door, which is when they find the temple, and we have uh, Minister Haydn, I think is his name, and Sabine talking about the art. Uh, and Sabine kind of tricks him into I'm telling her how to, how, to, how to turn it off. Yeah, it was so good. That was awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, and then there's that moment, too, where, like, Sabine and Ezra, you know, they want to go. And then Hera's just sort of paralyzed with fear. And then she feels, you know, Kanan's hand on her shoulder, you know. Like, she feels this hand, this calming presence of Kanan sort of saying, it's okay. The kids will be all right. You can't be afraid and, to lose and, someone else. Like and you can, can, but you should still let them be like what they want to be. Mm. In it, Kanan. I, I forget what the episode this is, but Kanan says to Hera, "The kids." Oh yeah. Yeah. He calls them the kids. Yeah, I think uh, they said that. Like, like these are our children. Sort of. Like we didn't. We found these children yeah. and. These are ours to take care of. They think of us as parents, and yeah. we need we think to think of them as kids. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. And they're a family, yeah. Um, but I, I think, you know... And I feel like Chopper's just the dog. <laughs> Chopper's the dog. And Zeb's the moody teenager. <laughs> moody teenager! <laughs> so, so, so one thing with uh, wolves and a door and a world between worlds is that we saw this image of Mortis... Uh, the Mortis gods, as they refer to them uh, in Rebels. And I thought we'd get information about Mortis, but we seem to not really get information about Mortis, really. And we didn't learn any more about Mortis. Um, one thing that I think... We learned that the owl the, is the, the, owl, the oh, yeah. sister. The owl is like a, an embodiment of the sister. That's I just true. wish we knew more about the, sis- the, daughter. Um, the daughter. One thing that I think... One possibility is, so at the end of, uh, at the last episode, when Ezra and Thrawn jump away with the Purgle, could they be going to Mortis? You know, because my whole theory that Ahsoka, you know, when Ahsoka in the Clone Wars sees a vision of her older self saying, you need to leave this place, and, you know, your master is going to lead you, you to ruin. You said it like 20 times. I know, I'm going to say it again. say it again. That, that is actually old Ahsoka communicating to young Ahsoka. And now oh, we've and seen now, how that could happen. We have these windows going to go that they can communicate through Ezra on Mortis, on Mortis. Because there's obviously going to be a TV show. We just know it. It's, <laughs> yeah, uh, we know it. Like, Sabine, Sabine, Ahsoka, Bam, 
they're gonna find Ezra, and Hera might kind of be the Ahsoka of the show. Like, in Rebels, you know, uh, the amount we see Ahsoka, mm-hmm. Hera might be in that show about this. Oh, sure, she comes in every once in a while, and yeah, yeah, I hope so, I sure hope so. Um, and, with, what's his name? Um, there's some Jason. Jason! Yeah, yeah. I hope he comes in, too. Yeah, that'd be awesome. He's Probably adorable. Will. No, but he in just the cockpit. He's just like so happy. Yeah. It's so cute. <laughs> so Jason uh Sindula. Jason Sindula. So um so Nick sent us an email. This one was sent before the big finale of Rebels. Uh he congratulated us on three years. Thanks, Nick. Uh he says this marks my two years of listenership. Oh, thanks again, Nick, for listening for two years. Yeah. Uh he was eleven when he started, and now he's thirteen. Spooky, Spooky, he says. True, true. So, you are my age when you started oh, yeah. listening to this. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of weird. My lord. All right, so he says, Rebels has been crazy recently. I love the theory that Palpatine let off his blue magic when he died as a last resort, maybe to pull Vader down with him. So, you know, in World Between Worlds, the Emperor doesn't use lightning. He reaches out with this blue fire sort of right yeah to reach and he grabs Ezra's leg with it right and he's pulling him back so the only time the only other time we see him do that I believe is in Return of the Jedi as he's falling down the shaft and we see that blue stuff come up could that have been actually like his last effort of saving himself or like Nick says dragging Vader down with him I I like that theory pretty cool I always what did you think that blue stuff was when it came up just lightning. Yeah. The, or just in fire. In Return of the Jedi. Fire. Fire. I, I always thought it was like he hit whatever was down there and it made a reaction and the fire, oh. the stuff oh, came yeah, up. Oh, yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's, what, what, I thought. Thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's what I thought, too. But now it he seems. he fell down. Yeah. He fell into the pit. He was still doing his lightning. Oh. And then his yeah. lightning caused a reaction and it. That's what I thought, uh, too. Uh, caused the reaction to the fire and uh-huh. so it came up with blue fire. Okay. That's what I thought, too. But, but it could have been his last result, just yeah. yeah. Or maybe just to try to blow the throne up and kill them all. Sure, yeah. sure. That's that's his style. If I can't yeah. live, nobody can. If um, I can't live, then uh, let's blow up the world, basically. Just blow up everything. Yep, Operation Cinder. So Nick goes on to say, I remember you saying multiple times you didn't want time travel in your Star Wars. Sorry about that. <laughs> you are right, Nick. I have said that, and I maintain that I do not want time travel in my Star Wars. Now, I'm sure Nick has seen this since then. Uh, Rebels Recon, Dave Filoni has talked. I think he talked in Rebels Recon. I know I've heard him say on other podcasts that he does not consider this stuff to be time travel. Uh, because... You can come out of your window, like Ezra pulled Ahsoka out, right? But Ezra couldn't have fully gone in there. Just like Ahsoka couldn't come out of Ezra's window, right? It's this world between worlds. You can't travel between those two windows, you know, go in one and out the other. But you have Ahsoka to come. Did. No, she didn't. She went back oh, in the same right. one. Yeah. She did. And he said, Filoni said that he he had some stuff in there originally that explained that, but he thought that it just, it sounded clunky. Like Ahsoka's like, no, I gotta go back, and, uh, I have to go back, you know, through my own, and you go back through your own because it won't work otherwise, and you know, and it just didn't that sound good. Sound so he didn't put it in there. And so that was kind of his idea that 
you can't travel between them, but it can, you can still affect in little ways, you know, um, so it is still... Ahsoka's not dead. (laughs) She's gonna help find Ezra. That's a pretty big way, Daddy. It is still time travel. It is. I mean, it is. It's kind of, I think Filoni's being a little... It's not as big as, like, real time travel. Yeah, but it's still... It's it's time-altering, right? Yeah. And that's basically time travel, so... Yeah, you know, I, as long as they don't use it again, and uh, if the only thing that, the only result is Ahsoka continuing to live, then I guess I'm okay with it. Uh, he says, in World Between Worlds, I'm guessing you heard Kylo saying, show me, Grandfather, and I will finish what you started. But did you hear Ray saying, I believe that? And Maz saying, the thing you seek is not behind you, but in front. So, yes. Actually, there's a whole list you can find online of yeah, everything that was said in really there. Yeah, really awesome. It's a big list. There was a lot of yeah. stuff said in that world between worlds. Yoda and uh, was yeah, Yoda was Maz. in there. Maz, yeah. Okay, yep. Lord, wait, Maz. That that hasn't happened yet. Neither has Kylo, and right. neither has Rey. Right. Exactly. Oh, or neither has Jin. Oh. So way, way, way up there. And finally, Nick says, "Good luck on my new job," and thank you, Nick. So much yeah, for that thanks, email. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Um, so yeah. So then we have the last two episodes of Fool's Hope and Family Reunion and Farewell. And uh, we're running kind of long here, so maybe we'll talk about those next episode. Maybe not. Those are the I know, best I know, ones. I know, I know. But it, I'm, I'm looking at the time here, and uh, oh. So Anna, you're saying maybe we could do a Rebels or a Reaction Core? Yes. For Definitely. that. For and that. that would give us more time to you know, plan out hmm. the um, episode 100. Episode 100? Yeah. I think I already have a plan for that, but we'll talk about that offline. Okay. Well, we'll put a bit in there. I yeah. think that we should still do okay. that. All right. Maybe. Yeah. We might do Reaction that. Reaction core? That's... There's so much to talk about. Yeah, like, that, I'm serious. If that we wanted is to not... talk about all of it, we'd have to do like two yeah. episodes even. Maybe. That is not an absolutely horrible idea. Thank you. For okay. once? No, I never said that. All right. Okay, well, that's your what it sounds like. Jeez. Oh, yeah. What? Well, I'm saying for once. Oh! <laughs> Sister-brother relationship. This is how it always goes. <laughs> you a little stinker. You a little stinker. All right. My king. And what? what are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> so I don't understand. It's getting what? weird. All right. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> oh, oh! It's oh, so... I get it. You <laughs> know, Black Panther, my king, sister brother relationship. Ah, uh, yes. yeah. I got it. I got wow. it. Hey, pay me five bucks and I got it. Well, I got your babies. Thanks to oh. the baby. Hey, five bucks for that. Okay, fine. Let's just keep our five bucks then. Scene. Yeah. Scene. Scene. My king. Gotta sleep. So, gotta sleep. Gotta sleep. My woman. So that's something we didn't talk about. That's something we didn't. Anna. So that's something we didn't talk about, Black Panther. We saw that, and it was awesome. It was. It was amazing. My favorite part was the sister-brother relationship, which is what we were talking about. My king. Okay, we're good. We don't need to go over the whole thing again. All right, so (laughs) it's so good to be back. Didn't you miss this? All right. Thank you for yeah, listening totally. We're awesome. to episode 99 of hey, Children of the asking? Force. And as always, thank you to those who support us over on patreon.com slash children of the force. Your support allows us to do this podcast and to make it better. 
If you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. At Force Children. On Facebook, we are... Children of the Force. Our email address is... Breathing! Don't make oh. me do the eyes like video games. For- forcechildren at gmail.com our website is www.childrenoftheforce.com head on over to speakpipe.com slash children of the force to leave us a voicemail that we would love to play on the show and finally please leave us a review on iTunes (laughs) (laughs) and finally leave us a review (laughs) <laughs> and fi- <laughs> and finally leave us a review on iTunes or wherever else you listen to us it really does help the show it helps the show get in more people's ears so we'd really appreciate it alright for Children of the Force I'm Al I'm Al I'm Liam and <laughs> may the force be with you Episode of Children of the Force. You take you download it, you put it in your ears. No episodes of Children of the Force on iTunes.